What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to the latest episode of our Love Fix experience recorded live at our new location out in Langley, British Columbia. So come on in and enjoy a powerful right now word brought to you by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy. Amen. Father, I thank you that we have ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart that is willing and says, yes, Lord. Say yes, Lord. Say, I am good ground. So please sow into my heart that I might be fruitful in Jesus' name. Look at your neighbor on the left and right of you and say, you look kind of, you look okay today. You look okay today. Really quickly, really quickly, I just want to turn your attention. I just want to say a couple things to you real quick. Just a couple things to you real quick. Can you go to Genesis 25? 25. Y'all look good. Love question. Y'all look good. Y'all look good. I am glad God brought me around good looking people. Man, for you don't. I'm telling you. Everybody look, look, everybody look good here at Love Quest. (laughs) Amen. Genesis 25, verse 28. I just want to, I just want to give you a little, little something, something, a little right now, something to put in your pocket before we start the word this morning. I'm kind of nervous about what I'm about to share with y'all. Because last week, I, did, I say, did I say something about last week I had a juicy announcement? Wow, I was hoping none of y'all that was here last week would be here this morning so I wouldn't have to give. I can't just, our second service in the valley don't have no integrity and just be like, oh, he a lion pastor. We got to find another church. We're not going to do that. So, um, But sometimes I get myself, sometimes I, I'll, I will do things to push myself out the boat. Right? And there's something about putting something out there. It's accountability. It's, but faith is not spelled F-A-I-T-H. It's spelled R-I-S. And I don't, I don't know how many believers, I know there are some, but how many believers really live in like real Bible kingdom faith. I'm talking about real faith. See, some people have all their resources taken care of, so they don't think they really need God. They just want to know about God. But the Bible says the just, say that's me, shall live by faith. The same way your body lives by blood and water and oxygen. The soul actually needs faith to be active. Right? Every part of you has a source of life. And the soul survives, thrives off of faith. That's why God says, who is spirit, it is impossible to please him without faith. And a lot of us, the average person, only gets involved in things they can kind of control the situation, right? Not everybody lives, well, everyone, a lot of people just live in minimal amount of risk, right? You drive to work, that's risky, because you can get hit by a car or any, you know what I'm saying? You hop on an airplane, that's risky. But it's based on something you need, like I got to go, so I got to drive. And today going to be all about just stirring up our faith to support the juicy announcement. Verse 28, this has nothing to do with the announcement. This just has something to do with you, okay? And Isaac loved and was partial to Esau because he ate of Esau's game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Say division. Amen. I, I, all my kids are my favorite. My daughter is my favorite daughter. She's the only one. That's she the only got one girl, two boys. My daughter is my favorite daughter. Next verse. 
Jacob was boiling pottage, lentil stew one day, when Esau came from the field and was faint. When Esau came from the field, he was faint. When Esau came from the field, he was what? Faint with hunger. Next verse. Jacob answered, then sell me today your birthright. Sell me today your blessing, your inheritance. Sell it to me today. Man, the devil loves to start talking when you faint. And naturally, if you're involved in, if you've been alive for the last two years, you've experienced some fatigue. Whether it's certain conversations, like I'm over talking about the vaccine. I'm over it. Right? I'm over the fear and the complaining that's happening in our world. I'm over helping, trying to help people that really don't want help. I'm, I'm over that. And you do know there's a season where God will give you the freedom to be released from people who really don't want help. Amen. Here's this, go, go verse 32. Esau says, see here, I am at the point of death. Bring me down a little bit because I'm, I'm going to get excited at some point today. What good, excuse me, can this birthright do me? Jacob says, swear to me today that you are selling it to me and he swore he gave away his birthright all because he was faint and he said I'm so hungry I don't need a birthright right now and I believe a lot of us here are at the point of faint See, when you faint and your soul is not conditioned well, you start making hasty decisions. You start getting confused. You start, you start being led by your flesh and led by carnal people. And the one thing that I came to tell you in this part of today is that your inheritance and God's promises for your life is not up for negotiation. That's where you Canadians get excited. That's the part you get excited. Right? See, this is what faith does. It gets riled up when, when, it, when, when, it's, when it's going after victory. Because if we was to dig in your bag, if we was to dig in your health, if we was to dig in your mental state, if we was to dig in your everyday soul wealth we would probably find that there's some areas you for sure need to change and God's not pleased with. And if you're not careful for whoever this is for today, you will give away. Not God. Not God being delayed. Not God not coming through. You will oversee. You will forfeit. You will uh, walk away. You will not see. And you will give away. Do you know what I mean? People go to their grave without walking in all that God had for them. And so when I tell you that it's not up for negotiation, that's where you get excited because God hears, he sees where you are. And so you're not going to get where he's called you to go without a word from him. So if God sent a word to you today to say, what I promise you is not up for negotiation. It is still yours. It's not too late. I'm here with you. I went before you. Don't give up. It's not up for negotiation. I don't care how hungry I am. I'm not giving up what God promised. I'm not coming off the word he promised me last year, two years ago, three years ago, ten years ago, twelve years ago. Whatever God has told me, it shall come to pass. Period. That's it. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to just be a little more excited. I'm going to take a risk today. I was on the way here with Pastor Dylan, and I was like, bro, even in the back, I'm like, oh, I got two messages. And I'm like, one of them is like risky. 
like real risky. And then the other one is, is it's safe, it's full of faith, it's, it's just give me Jesus. And it's some good stuff in there. And I don't, I'm going to get to just give me Jesus sometime today because it has something to do with this risk right here. And depending on how quick I get through this risky part, we'll get to some juicy stuff in just give me Jesus. But I want to I wanna give y'all something, okay? Y'all pray for me. Thank you. I got one person praying for me. Amen. I'm praying for all of y'all, though. Amen. So I just want to talk from this idea. Some, some people don't know. We, 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 we decided to walk away from the place we were in within a matter of a few days. No one does that. Not in a pandemic where people have left, been without a building. We walk away from a beautiful building after even signing a contract. But everyone remember August 1st, we got that weird prophetic word that we played before a house full of people and even the person giving the word was like I'm sure this is very encouraging for you guys but this is what God gave me <laughs> but as I spoke to them the other day if it had not been given that way publicly then when I came to you and said we leave and some of y'all for sure would not know what to do with yourself right you wouldn't have knew what to do you would have been like pastor are you sure See, but now I can put it on somebody else. And you guys, let's go, pastor. God loves me. And one thing about being sent is God is always the one who has to prove he sent me. I don't never have to prove nothing to nobody because I'm sent. Okay? Now, and then we end up making this decision. And it don't make sense on paper. You leave a space that that is... Uh, can seat 400 people. Uh, we've been talking about transitioning love quests for who we are called to be, need our own place. We are a kingdom church, and you, you can't have a kingdom without a domain. We're a lender, not the borrower church. We're not just trying to find some little place to rent out to have church on Sunday. We're called to be in the marketplace. We're an equipping church, so we need a place where we can equip. And it's not called for, we're not called to be spread all over the place. Our office here, and then we worship over here, and then we, no, that's confusion for some people. And so we go. We go from 400 seat that can steward the growth that's happening. You're averaging 200 people on a Sunday. That's coming out of a pandemic. And then we go to a place that it can only sit 100 people. But we get to have three services. We get the whole day ourselves and all that beautiful stuff. And it's a dance floor for Davidic people. For Davidic people. Amen. And it's dope. It's dope. Now, while all of that is happening, God's doing something else. That y'all don't have nothing about. That's why y'all got to pray for me and don't be, don't be hating and persecuting and questioning and stuff. Y'all got to pray for it, brother, because we doing, God be doing some stuff. Y'all pray for me. Say pray for pastor. Yeah. Or he won't pray for you. No, I'm just, I'm just playing. 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 And then one part in that prophetic word, do anybody remember the key part? When you will come to a what? corner and when you come to that corner you have to make a what why didn't she say left so you got to pay attention to prophetic words what kind of turn right and when you get to that corner don't be what second guessing yourself asking yourself is this it is that it and as I said last week what church comes up before the people and say hey we're this is the last night we're in this building and then the U-Haul pull up and then the following week People come. And if you were here last week, you've seen and experienced the move of God. Now, God won't move today because it's Thanksgiving in Canada, so people ain't really, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> but say the right. Say the right. The right turn. I asked, what is right on the company? Because she had said, the prophetic word said, 
you probably want to pay attention to the right. Which meant it, the, the right was like a secret code. And then I remember talking to uh, uh, Carolyn, and she was just super smart. So her mind automatically went to, well, what's the right? And the right is what? It's east. Now, we had already had this space. We thought we were going to be multiplying. And the Lord said, no, you're going to be consolidating. So we were looking. We about to buy speakers for this place. We about to buy a camera for this place because we don't want to bring stuff from over here. And then it just made sense. It was like we don't got to buy nothing except some tents because it's too small. And so people need a place to hang out. Now, today I just want to talk to you briefly about do the right thing. Do the right thing. See, y'all downloaded the wrong one. Tell them to do the right thing. I told them twice, screaming. I told the, pro product, the, pro, the people on the deck to get the right one. They didn't get the right one. Can y'all please write in the comments, do the right thing. Amen. Until then, this is going to be y'all screen, okay? You see that? Anybody ever watch Spike Lee do the right thing? There you, nope, wrong one. Amen. Amen. That's the one with the hand on it, that, not the hand. And Sion said, y'all did it. <laughs> you see that? All right. Say, do the right thing. All right, for the sake of time, I'm going to do the right thing and I'm going to keep going. I believe that we are in the right place. We are the right people. We are walking in the right plan. We are walking in our right portion. God is doing the right amount of poking. And he's applying the right amount of pressure. I'm trying to help you because Love Quest is not the building. So whenever the Lord speaks a word to Love Quest, it's a word spoken to the people that make up Love Quest. And so as many, as much as Love Quest, the church is making a right turn. I believe that God is requiring some of you to make a right turn. Make some decisions. Don't be getting to this season questioning if you should do it or not. Make the decision. Leave the place. Purge the thing. Cut it off. Move forward. But do what you have to do. Because we are in the right place. And you have to understand you're the right person for what you're believing. Stop believing more for other people. Say, I'm the right person. And not only am I the right person, God will always, God is in this season bringing you the right people. Which means you got to get territorial people from around you. Because they're going to push away the right people. And the right people ain't always your friends. The right people, sometimes not your friends, but they're part of your purpose. And if all you are acquainted with is friends, you're going to be complacent. You're not going to get as far. Why? Because Jesus couldn't even hang around family and friends to perform miracles at the level that God wanted to through him. And so the right people. Then God has the right plan. I don't know about your plan. I know your plan to you and to everybody you convince is sound really good. Your plan is always the top one. Your plan is for sure. You sitting there hours trying to work out your plan. And God is going to let you work out your plan. But he says in the end he's going to have his way. Now, if I know in the end he going to have his way, then I'm in the beginning trying to figure out his way. Because I don't want to be sitting there tall and trying to write my plan, and then I get to the end, and he say, I'll take it from here. Say God's plan. Even Drake understood that. God's plan is better than yours. Yours might be good, but if it's not God's plan, it's not the greatest. God's plan is always the most fruitful. It always has the, mo the, the most longevity. It always brings around the right resources and people. And here you go. God's plan comes with no sorrow. 
And then there's a portion for everybody. There's a grace for everyone. Find your grace. What are you graced to do? Find your lane. And love quest. This is one of the first things that I had to understand when I moved from, 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 from America. Is I'm different. Number one. And number two. I already came over here with a target on my back because I'm American, I'm a black man, and I'm planting a church. And some of you may not understand that that walk, but it's a walk because loud, because charismatic, because of whatever you think, there's a lot of suspicion. There's being misunderstood. So you face a lot of resistance and a lot of tone me down. You face a lot of insecurities, a lot of intimidation. And so there's a temptation to conform to this country's way of doing things. And one thing I do understand is Canada does not need someone to come over here and pastor like a Canadian pastor. There's enough of those. I didn't leave everything to be conformed to the way things have been done. Therefore, it takes patience because you will get people coming to your church that are of a different nationality. God showed me this. There's, there's men and specifically Caucasian men and even Asian men that have come and enjoyed church, but they've never thought they could be led by a brother. Because every male figure and leader in their lives look like them. Right? If God's going to do something different, you got to be able to see God, not familiarity. You got to understand God could talk to a donkey. If you're looking for revival, you're looking for God's hand, not a hand that looks like yours. You're not looking for your favorite evangelist. That's not what you're looking. You're looking for God's hand. And if you're any child of God, you just want to be where God is actually moving and he's alive. So it takes patience to grow a church as an immigrant who is not being sent out by a local institution. And then the kind of people you get, y'all crazy too. You being led by crazy. So there's something that that says about you. There's things that that has been brought out of you by being in this type of atmosphere. And as a leader, I've had to poke. I poke a lot. That's not me poking. That's God. Take that up with God. (laughs) And then God applies the right pressure because it's time to give birth to what he promised. Luke 5 says, Now it occurred that while the people pressed, say pressed. Come on, say pressed. While the people pressed upon Jesus to hear the message of God, he was standing by the lake of Genesaret or Genesaret or Genesaret, however you want to say it, the Sea of Galilee. Say people pressed. I had a talk with the leaders yesterday. I said, why do you come to church? When you come to church, do you prepare to come to church? Do you prepare yourself to encounter people? Do you prepare yourself to not get offended? Do you prepare yourself to hear from God? When you're sitting in the seats, what are you listening for? Are you just listening to me? Or are you allowing the Lord to customize what I'm saying for you personally? Are you hearing rhema words? The inspired word, the revelatory word. Are you hearing Logos, the written word? The enemy doesn't steal the written word, the Logos, because it's written. You can go find it. It's there. What he's after is you having prophetic revelation of what he is saying right now, today. What he doesn't want is a believer that applies the word. What am I saying? People pressed. When you come to church... Are you pressing on heaven? Are you pressing on Jesus? Because there's something you know that Jesus, what is the woman with the issue of blood? What did she do? She pressed and she said, if I can press through and get to the hem of his garment, 
I will be made whole. I will be what? Healed. Say press. A lot of the old school saints, my grandma, they understand pressing. Paul said, I press toward the mark. Are you easily be, are you a person that can be easily pushed back on your heels? Do you have any kind of stance about you? Are you on your, the balls of your feet or are you on your heels? No believer is on their heels. No kingdom person is on their heels. It's your daily posture. You ready. You ready to go. Right? You well balanced. The people pressed. And when I come around you guys on Sunday, all day, I can press more with you than I can by myself. So when I come here, guess what I'm ready to do? Press. 1 p.m., guess what? Press. And it's not three separate services. It's a continual pressing. So by the end of the day, we have breakthrough. It's a press. When people leave 10 a.m., we're still pressing for them. We're still believing that the word they heard at 10 don't get stole by one. And when the one people leave, guess what? We're pressing for them to make sure the word don't get stolen by the end of the night. When the 6 p.m. people leave, guess what? We're pressing on the way home. It's a continual press. I press toward the mark of the what? High, are you after a high calling or a daily job? Are you after high calling marriages or comfort? Are you reaching high or are you just at, 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 are you bird's eye view or are you just right here? See, the Bible tells us that when he got up, what? We got up. We, he said we are joint heirs. We, we share a seat with him, which means I pray from victory, not for victory. I press from victory, not for victory. The gates of hell shall not prevail, meaning the gates of hell can't keep us out. Only reason we in the valley is to press. The only way you get anointing oil or olive oil is to what? Press. The only way you get the healthiest juice is what? Press. Cold press. Not the little juicer that heat up and burn all the nutrients out. And that's what we do sometimes when we go to church. We think we're doing something. But we got a hot head. We got a cold heart. We got bitterness inside of us. So even though we're in here stirring it up, man, you're burning all the nutrients out because you don't have the capacity to keep what God has delivered in your heart. That's why we started off saying, I am good ground. The only way you can be, be fruitful with the word of God is to have a heart that is rooted in love. <laughs> Say press. The right pressure will bring forth the right promise. What do you mean the right promise? Because there's all kind of promises out there. I promise you this and I promise you that. I promise I'm going to promote you. I promise I ain't going to never leave you. I promise I'm going to love you forever. I promise I'll never hurt you. I promise this and I promise that. But how many people know God got the right promise? But to get the right promise, it takes the right amount of pressure. And you can't be no punk. You can't be no coward in the kingdom of God. You can't run from pressure if you want to grow. You can't always think about, oh, if I leave over here and come over here. I know over here is right. I don't know if you hear or not. That's on you. But you get people like, I'm going to go to this church and thank God they got night service. I love Quest because I ain't ready to leave here, but I'm going to go over here at nighttime. No, no, no. You got to get rooted in the soil God has called you to. Because not both places is coming from the same place. And so you confuse your faith. You confuse. You can't be afraid in this season to do what God has called you to do. Look at your neighbor and say, do it. No, 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 no. Big eyes. Big eyes. Some of y'all sleepy. You got to look like you're crazy. right? Do it. The right pressure will bring forth the what? Right promise. Come on. The right pressure will bring forth the what? Right promise. As we continue with Luke 5 verse 2. And he saw two boats drawn up by 
the lake. How many boats? Which mean that Jesus had options. Say options. Come on, a little louder. Say options. He had two boats drawn up by the lake, but the fishermen had gone down from them and were washing their nets. Them washing their nets was a sign that they were ready to do what? Call it in for the day. I'm done. All hope gone. I am done. Say done. And I understand the lifestyle of a fisherman. They are tired right now. They've been out there all night long. See, they were washing their nets. Say options. And getting into the, to one of the boats. Say one of the boats. Say he had options, but he only needed one. Say the one that belonged to Simon Peter. Put your name there. No, 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 repeat. Just put your name there. <laughs> he had what? Options. Why don't you believe that in this season you're his option? You're the life he is going to choose to do something ridiculous through. What, do you believe that you're the option? There's, there's several boats on the shore. There's many churches to use. There's many people to use. But in this season, are you, in your mind, one of those options? And why can't God use you, pick you to do something miraculous? Say, choose me. He requested him to draw away a little from the shore. Say separation. Right when I'm tired, the Lord will say, go back out. <laughs> I know you've been up all night. I know. I know. I know you was getting ready to go tell your family you didn't get no fish today. You ain't, you ain't bringing no money home. You said go back out notice Jesus didn't tell him what's going to happen on the other side of going back out he just said I need your boat right now I need your boat right now I need something that represents your lifestyle I need something that's dear to you I need something that's valuable to you and we find this kind of thing all through the Bible the widow woman with a little bit of cake. The Lord said, ask her for it. The Lord sent them and said, hey, you're going to find a mule tied up. Bring me my mule. The Lord asked for Abraham's son. Don't think you're about to walk in promise and not, be, not give up something. He requested him to draw away a little bit from the shore. Then he sat down and continued to teach the crowd of the people. Can you just imagine this right now? Peter is super tired. It's daytime now. Sun beating him up. Jesus sit down preaching. What do you think Peter doing? He just chilling in the boat. Been there, done that, Jesus. Can't you see him rocking? He just chilling. Jesus talking, not Peter. Peter ain't got nothing to do. How many times when you get tired, you get offended with Jesus? You get offended with Pastor T. You get offended with, with the church. Oh, my God, why we got another meeting? Why we got to do this? Here go another offering. Here go. You get fatigued because I'm tired. <laughs> this could go something like that. I've been on a boat. You're crashing the drawway to the shore. And Jesus sits down. Jesus ain't even fishing right now. Peter has no interest right, interest right now. Mind you, Peter have just seen God, Jesus move in a miraculous way, way. He just saw him in chapter 4, cast out demon. He just saw him revive his family member. And Jesus says, hey, let's go back out. When he had stopped speaking, so Peter had to wait for him to what? Stop speaking. He said to Simon Peter, put out into the deep. Might you 
Might you have been putting your nets in your baskets in shallow water, hoping for big fish, hoping for big things. You've been hoping God to do big things, and you've just been over here. Okay, I'm going to try. I can control this. I can see. See, if you like me, I don't, I don't like swimming nowhere I can't see under the water. You call me a punk. You call me whatever you want. I'm a punk when it comes to the ocean. I try to be brave with my wife or whatever and join the party. I'm in and out quick. I'm the grown-up with the noodle in the water. That's what I'm doing. I'm noodled out. Absolutely. <laughs> Put out into the deep and lower your nets for a haul. He's already discouraged. Peter, uh, he, he fishes on these waters. He knows these waters. He fished all night when the fish are to come up in the cool of the evening. And he's like, there's nothing out here, sir. I've hoped. I've wished. I've prayed. I've given. But there ain't nothing out here, sir. But I'm here to tell you the right depth will bring you into the right dimension of favor. I believe we've been in a season the Lord is saying deeper. Yes, deeper. I know it's scary, but what? Deeper. Verse 5. And Simon Peter answered, Master, we toiled all night exhaustingly and caught nothing in our nets. But this is very key. You see, when you get to that corner, this is all that matters. This is all that matters. But on the ground of your word, I don't care what friends or family may say. On the grounds of God's word, you will always be kept. He will always come through. But on the ground of your word, I will lower the nets again. Say again. The right word obeyed will always lead you to the right wonderful occasion. What is wonder? It's something that's going to leave you awestruck. It's going to leave you excited. I don't know about you, but I pray. See, I used to sing it all the time. May we never lose our wonder. This is why faith projects is important. It helps you keep wonder. It's like when you get used to your spouse and you find yourself, it's easier to be rude. It's easier to just be like, oh, girl, it's easy for you to just dress any kind of way. I ain't trying to impress you no more. Nope. No sexy. Good. You trying to cuddle musty. No. Mm-mm. You get in the bed sweaty. You need me, girl. You know me. Come here. I don't talk like that, but I'm just saying. The right word obeyed will always lead you to the right wonderful occasion. Verse 6 says this, and when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. What had they done? No, 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 but what, when they had done this, what had they done? They dropped their nets again. Now I need, I need you to be, go a little deeper. Did they get the great number of fish because they dropped their nets again or because they obeyed God? You can, they, they've been dropping their nets all night. But it was upon the word. It was upon the timing of God that now they are at the point of breaking. See, see God is not trying to bless you in a way that you can be can contain the blessing this has to be a breaking blessing a blessing that you gotta call for help <laughs> this is too big for me this is out of this is out of my scope of believing this is way i'm not even smart enough to go after this and it says they signal to their partner 
or wherever you, they partners, they homies, they friends, they signal, hey, we need help. That kind of blessing. See, some of us are living in a realm where you ain't asking to bless nobody. Hey, how can I bless? Come over here. We blessed over here. Bring, bring your net. Come on, it's more for you. See, God trying to set you up. Lender, not borrower. He trying to set you up so he could draw people to you. Isaiah 60, the glory is upon you and all nations will be drawn to you. He says, and he signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and take hold with them. This is what I want, JT. I want to be able to call friends and call families. I want to, hey, come take a hold of this blessing with me. It's too big for me. It's too much for me. Come be a part of what God is doing. And that's why we can't just meet on Sunday to just have a 90-minute experience. Those are great. There's a time and place for that. But we're in a season where God is calling his church to press. There's people fighting for their lives, mental illness, addiction. Mothers have been praying for way too long for their sons and daughters to come home. And people need to encounter God, not just hear about God. Me up here preaching to somebody unless they experience Jesus. I was meeting with somebody the other day, yesterday, and they said, man, I've tried churches. I've tried places. They lost their dad. And on the day of their dad's anniversary, as far as him passing, the anniversary of his passing, then her husband killed himself. Yeah, these, these are your members. These people in here that may not share that story with you. But people are in here. They said, I went to this church. I was raised of Jehovah Witness, and we ran from church. They said, man, the moment I walked up, the moment I hit the door at Love Quest, it hit me. And I knew I was home. Talking about people are on their last leg. The world needs to see a church with greater faith than them. The world is risky. The world will drive to L.A. and sleep in a car to make it. The world will spend their last on a business to get started. Like the world, you, there's not. I'm not saying be ignorant. What I'm telling you is trust God for great. And it says, and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. I, I love this because it started off with two boats. Jesus chose one. But then the one he didn't choose still got the blessing. So it's not about you being more blessed than somebody. It's about God using you to get the blessing through for them. Are you willing to be the leader? Are you willing to go out front? See, their faith may not be willing to get Jesus out in the deep and let him use their boat. But for whatever reason, God has chosen you. And everything he want to do is not about you or for you. <laughs> but what he's trying to do through you. Say, through me, Lord. You can do whatever you want. So, that the boat's begin to sink say I'm the right person for a ridiculous portion of God's glory no apologies this is what you have to learn is stop apologizing stop apologizing for being anointed stop apologizing no no false humility Oh, no, that's, that wasn't me. That was all God. Well, the Bible says you're co-laborers. No, you don't got to be God, but it's okay to say thank you because that was you up there. That's weird to a carnal person that they listen to you for an hour speak. They come up to you and say that was powerful, and you say that was God. That's false humility. It seems humble. But what's greater that you could tell somebody that God can use you. No matter how messed up you used to be. Yeah, that was me. 
the ex-drug dealer, the ex-prostitute, the ex. Yep, that was me. I was blind, but now I what? See, that was me. I was the blind guy. Stop apologizing for what's on your life. Stop apologizing for being different. God's plan is always the right plan. Can I say that again? God's plan is always the what? Right plan. Say the right plan. God's plan is always in the right timing. Say right timing. See, he may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. That's old school. That's old school. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. Right? On-time God. Yes, he is. God's plan will always require the right partnership. See, I, I can't just look for people that can be my homies. I can't just look for people that will affirm me. I can't just look for people that will like me. I need people that will challenge me. I need people that are smarter than me. I need people that have got more resources than me. I need people with, with a higher perspective than me. I need people with greater faith than me. God's plan will always require the right partnerships. We see this. Peter, like, hey, I need help. Pastor Denny, I need, I need help. I need, I, we can't do this. That's, that's why we went fishing. That's why we, we said that we're going to get Danny to open up for us at the Bell Center. Because we know Danny liked to sing, right? Not knowing Danny was a big fish. But I knew when I, all I was saying was that we need help. God's moving over here. We need your help. Carolyn, we need your help. Adam, we need your help. Mark, we need your help. JT, we need your help. Brendan, we need your help. Hey, hey, we need your help. Look at your neighbor and say, we need your help. When it's bad timing for you, it's often the right timing for God and his promises when it's uncomfortable when it's inconvenient when there's an interruption I think one of the most frustrating things in your faith walk is to try to change God's mind or his timing God couldn't we could have just did it why you just did why you didn't tell me the right closed door always turns you to the right open door how many how many times have you shouted or rejoiced over a closed door see when you start worshiping God for closed doors see when's the last time you prayed for him to close see that's a scary prayer Lord although I want this door close it if it's not for me But the Bible says he opens doors no man can close, and he closes doors that no man can open. He's the God of the open door and the closed door. When is somebody going to make a song called Close the Door? <laughs> See, huh? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Ready for this? Entrances are often disguised by exits. Entrances are often disguised by exits. You somehow think leaving a thing means the end versus the beginning. What if God presented to you, this is the open door. But I often find out God often says, leave that place and go to a place I'll show you. Don't worry about it. I'll show it to you. In the moment you make up in your heart, what if the open door, what if you start being excited that the open door was the torn curtain? That God's presence is now open for you to be in. What if you begin to be distracted by that open door that you have open 24-7 communion available for you? 
God is sending the right people with the right gifts you need. I'm talking to anybody that's actually in faith right now, believing, entrepreneurs, uh, you dreaming and, and think. I'm here to tell you there's nothing big in your life going to happen without the right people. So what I'm telling you is God is sending the right people with the right gifts you need. You can't, you can't, some of you want to go to school to, to learn and get a license for everything. Instead of getting the vision clear enough so God can send you the right people with gifts you don't have, nor will you need because God needs your time for something else. That's why he say, write the vision down, make it what? Plain so those that he will bring by the run, they can see it. <laughs> and this is a season maybe God is saying, just get the vision plain. I know you got it up here, but get the vision down because I got somebody on the way with the gift you need for the vision. I got somebody on the way with the provision you need for the vision. Oh, my God. And you're getting overwhelmed thinking about things you think you need to do to get where God has you. And God is saying, I just need you to be still. Get the vision down. Get the vision down. Because when I bring you the right person with the right gift, Hallelujah. God is sending you the right people. You see, the, what's the theme in all this? The right, the corner, the right, right? I don't, know, I don't even know if you caught how it's just, we, we, we put, we, we, we write, forget what it's called. Right side. Help me out. No, 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 he said strong side, bro. Uh-uh. All the text is to the right. Justify right. Come on. I don't know if you even noticed that. It's just a little subtle thing for you today. Subliminal stuff. Just fun stuff. I don't care. I spent all that time getting it to the justify right. You better appreciate that. God is sending you the right people with a capacity you don't have, but you have a vision they need. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm trying. Can I help somebody, JT? Can I help somebody? Can I help you? See, you're trying to grow in areas you're not going to even need to grow in. You're not going to need that. Steward your time. God is sending you the right people with a capacity you don't have. You don't have it. But you actually have a vision they need for their capacity. God is sending you the right people with the right resources. And I'm declaring right now, we're at the right corner. Thanks for joining us. Stay connected by following us on social media at LoveQuestINTL Church. And join us next time for another powerful word. Enjoy the rest of your day. And in the meantime, get your love fixed, man.